Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm bringing you a very special guest by the name of Scott Bentley. He is the host of the Locked on Tigers podcast, and he is here to discuss some Detroit Tigers baseball. Hey, I'm an Auburn guy. Uh, Casey Mize up there with the Detroit Tigers, currently on the IL, but trying to make his way back. We're really excited to talk about that. Uh, this young pitching staff that the Tigers have got, they got a big call up with Alex Fiedo. Uh, just announced earlier today. Uh, you know, I want to talk about Javi Baez going out and getting a guy like that in free agency and, and bringing a guy in like Austin Meadows via trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. And then I want to talk a little bit about Miguel Cabrera and getting to 3,000 hits. You know, I mean, absolutely incredible. And I want to get I want to get Scott's thoughts on the New York Yankees walking Miggy in front of the Detroit fans. Uh, I, I think that'll be really cool. Uh, and then you know I want to talk about Riley Green, another big another big guy that the Tigers uh, have a bright future for, and um, they're really excited to get him back fully healthy and ready to go. I, w- I want to get uh, Scott's thoughts on that. And then I want to talk a little bit about the, you know this lineup and with all the young pieces that they have, like a Spencer Torkelson and a, a Kill Badu, and and uh, you know how can they get things going and, and start putting up runs and and. Um, you know, really getting to the thick of this AL Central race. You know, we know they have the talent. Uh, they just got to put it all together. So uh, can't wait for this episode. And and Scott, man, we're going to try to get him right in here right after we run this ad for Belly Up Sports and give them all the thanks for letting us be a part of their network like we do every single episode. And here we go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and today we are joined by a special guest by the name of Scott Benley. He is the host of the Locked On Tigers podcast, and he is here to talk some Detroit Tigers baseball. Scott, how you doing today, man? I'm doing well, very well. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir, man. I really appreciate you coming on, Scott. Man, First thing I want to ask you before we hop into this baseball stuff is how long you been a Tigers fan and how long you been doing the podcast and stuff and and uh, the the Twitter stuff and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I've been a Tiger fan. I'm 24 and I've mm-hmm. been a Tiger fan for all 24 years. I mean, love I, it. I um, I like don't remember my first baseball game. I don't remember my first Tigers game. Like, it's mm-hmm. just something that. Like, I don't know, like every summer, that's just like where I was. I don't have any recollection of like the beginning of it. That's how early on it kind of started. Mm. Um, so, 
always been, you know, growing up in Metro Detroit, it was, uh, and, and honestly, I, I, the funny thing I tell people is I, I attest how bad we were at, because I was born in 98, right? So yeah. I, I attest how bad we were in the early 2000s to, like, my <laughs> fandom in a way, because my dad and I were just like, and my, my mom, my whole family, we were always just able to get tickets, mm-hmm. uh, like, the day out for five dollars because we were losing a hundred nineteen games, so like it was always just easy. <laughs> oh um, man! So yeah, that's I, I think that that's the, the you know for the start of the the Tigers fandom. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you. Just always, um, I've been doing Locked On Tigers for uh, almost a year now. Really, this June will be year, a year. Okay. Um. And then I also do Locked On Red Wings for the same network. I've been mm-hmm. doing that for over a year now. Uh, and I, I mean, during the COVID lockdown, uh, I just started making videos of myself, uh, talking about sports and putting them on Twitter. And that's how I started getting my following. And that's pretty much what got me the recognition to, uh, to, to get on the Locked On Network's radar and uh, have just taking it random and doing it ever since man that's crazy scott um you know i was i, I had uh had a previous guest on here and tiktok star and everything and and i kind of had a, a tiktok go viral man and that's kind of how i got my start yeah, uh, that, i was that's all these, man that's the, the social media can be awesome and and, and terrible admittedly yeah. it's, it's uh it's definitely a place like i, I literally just started like yeah just making you two, two minute long videos after every Tigers game, and now here I am. So yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, mine mine started with uh, Southeastern Conference football. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I made a little video on TikTok, and it blew up, and then people started messaging me, and was like, "Man, you should look into starting a podcast." And and so you know, I did that, and I think this is like my seventy fifth or seventy sixth episode. And wow. um, yeah, man, when the lockout ended, the first thing that that popped into my head was, "Hey." Start start getting a hold of some people and, and talking some some major league baseball because I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama, man, and and it's uh, you know we don't have a professional team, and so like me, I, I get the I get MLB TV and I just watch everybody, and oh, yeah. so like I mean I'm a big Nats fan like for the National League because I was always a Bryce Harper guy, and uh, you know like for the American League I'm I'm a Yankees you know I just love watching the Yankees I always have. And uh, it's just baseball is a passion of mine, man, and I love talking about it. Well, I, I'm glad I'm here then. Because, yeah, <laughs> no, I do the same thing, man. It's, it's, it's Tigers first, and then if the Tigers have an off day or don't play, it's right over to MLB TV for the rest of the night. So I feel you. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Scott, man, the jumping into this baseball thing, the the first thing I want to ask you, man, is uh, is about this this uh, talented young pitching staff you guys have. I know uh, I'm an Auburn guy, like I said previously, uh, with Casey Mize, and he was uh, he was such a pleasure to watch at Auburn, man. Uh, and I know you guys have like Scooble and and Manning, and um, what are the expectations from these guys, and and how excited are Detroit Tigers fans with all this young talent you guys have? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been like the only thing getting us through the last five years of being the last place team every year, right? I mean, that's 
that's that was always the promise. It was yeah. like, hey, you guys, you know, be patient, be okay with us being terrible for a mm-hmm. few years, and we're gonna on uh, in exchange, right? The front office is gonna give us uh, some some top end talent like that, and it's it's really exciting, and it's caused mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of excitement around the fan base, and I think league wide, people are starting to take notice uh, this year. I think we're hitting the point where Scoobal and Mize got called up in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so this is now both of their second full seasons. Matt Manning got called up about halfway through last year. This is his first full season. Um, and, I, and I think we're at a point where it's we're, we're turning a corner where it's no longer okay, like these are like the cool names and, and whatnot. Like I think people are starting to set pretty high expectations especially Mize and Scooble I think Mm -hmm. I think Manning probably still has uh you know till next season until people start kind of getting a little harsher with him Mm -hmm. uh but but with Mize and Scooble I really think we're at that turning point where it's no longer like the fun shiny new toy it's like okay like we we want results now um and Scooble has been unbelievable this season yeah. Uh, and is pitching on, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but pitching on, on Wednesday against mm-hmm. the Pirates again, so that'll be kind of fun. Uh, whenever he takes them on, he's been unbelievable this year. And Mize has, he, he's been, I know, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Mize, <laughs> like you said, you're an Auburn guy, I'm sure we'll oh, yeah. break him down more, but he's, um, his production hasn't been horrible, mm-hmm. but I still think that people's expectations are just, you know, like number one overall pitch, pick. He was such a, a guy in college. He was such a mm-hmm. dog. And I think um, while he hasn't been, you know, a total flop or anything, I think people, again, it's just that point where these guys are no longer like the, the fun new names and the shiny new toys. Yep. Like people are are starting to demand stuff out of them. And I think that's where we're at with uh, with the pitching side of the prospects, at least. Well, Scott, man, one guy I want to ask you about. I, I saw you tweet about him earlier, and I think Tigers fans are excited for this one, and that's Alex Fiedo, man, uh, getting the call up. What can you? Uh, what do you expect out of him? Yeah, that's a, that's a really fascinating one. So, uh, so you're an SEC guy, right? Like, you remember that 2017 Gators team was just yeah. a juggernaut. Uh, that that rotation is is uh, I venture one of the greatest college rotations mm-hmm. ever with him Brady Singer, uh, Coart like that that was a, a, an unbelievable rotation that he was the ace of yep. on a team that won the College World Series mm-hmm. and uh, you know was a first round pick for the Tigers and the teens uh, in 2017 and he got off to a little bit of a slower start than I think. People might have expected right after he was drafted, but uh, very quickly moved up the ranks still. Like, you know, pitched in the SEC, was in double-A by the end of his first pro season. Like, he was was moving along, but he wasn't lighting the world on fire either. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, unfortunately, gets Tommy John in 2020, misses. uh, Well, 2020, there was no minor league season, period, because of COVID. And then in 2021... Um, he, he did not pitch a single inning at any level because he was recovering from it. This year comes back. He's 26 now already. Mm. Uh, and he has been very good in the minors. He's been incredible. 
uh, had three starts in single A. He had a sub two three ERA down there, and then wow. most recently had, had one start in Triple A just last week and went five innings of shutout ball with nine Ks. And everybody was like, mm. "All right, well, maybe you know, maybe <laughs> it's time. Maybe he's uh, maybe it's time." And um, he he really has a dominant like two pitch mix, really solid, lively fastball, really really good slider. And then after that is where it gets kind of shaky. So some people were thinking, oh, you know, he only has two good pitches. Maybe he's more of a bullpen guy. And there were kind of some debates within the organization about his future, especially coming back from Tom and John. But with so many starters hurt on the Tigers, Mize uh, and Manning being mm-hmm. two of them, uh, Tyler Alexander, another starter, just got put on the IL a couple of days ago. And now they get to use a, an extra roster spot for a doubleheader on Wednesday because, you know, that's the rule. You get to expand your yep. roster a little bit. And so we figured, why not? He just lit up triple aims one start, um, and he's going to get a chance to start and not just be like, you know, some people believe maybe a bullpen piece, which I'm pretty pumped about whether it works out or not. I'd at least like to see the kid get an opportunity being as how dominant he was coming out of college. Yeah, Scott, my uh, my co-host, uh, his name's Dalton Garrett, man. He is a huge Florida Gators guy, and oh, we yeah. we were texting about it today, and, and he, uh, I said, man, I said, I got Scott Bentley from Locked on Tigers coming on. I said, give me one question you would want to ask, and he said, Alex Fiedo, and I said, man, I was like, he just got called up, you know, and, and he was like, exactly, man. He was like, I want to hear all about it. So, uh, man, I, I appreciate you breaking that down, Scott. Yeah, man. Uh, Scott, one thing I do want to ask you about the pitching staff, w- with all those guys that we just talked about and all those guys that are hurt, man, who is one guy that needs to step up in this starting rotation for the Tigers? Yeah, well, uh, it is it is hard because, the you know, so many of them are hurt. But um, I, I think the easy – there's an easy conversation with that question. There's a hard conversation with that question. Mm-hmm. The easy one – is Eduardo Rodriguez, yep. um, the guy that we just signed this uh, this past offseason, just under $80 million deal, um, brought him in to be the immediate ace, but I, I think the presumption was as, you know, Mize and Scoob will get better, maybe he would get knocked down to a two or three down the road. But uh, for this, I mean, he was their opening day starter this year. Yeah. And he, he hasn't had that, that – performance really where you're like oh like this is you know like he's here this is so exciting we have such a good picture he's he's kind of just been going through the motions a little bit hasn't really had a a, a really good start yet Mm -hmm. uh has like one quality start and even in that it was you know barely the parameters of a quality start six innings three runs exactly so like we're we're still kind of waiting for him to step up and with all these injuries and such you just paid this guy big money that's that's the guy that you need to step up. So I think yeah. that that's the easiest person to point to. Um, and one of the more difficult ones to point to is Casey Mize. And, and it's not a a conversation, again, like I said earlier, he's not getting lit up or anything. Uh, it's just that his style of pitching so far at the major league level, mm-hmm. the last year and a half at least, has been very pitch to weak contact. Yep. And so much so that it's almost like he can't get a swing and a miss, which is, A, for a 1-1 pick, you'd, you'd expect a little more on that end. But B, mm-hmm. just 
as a starting pitcher, you're not going to be able to be a top part of the rotation starter at the major league level <laughs> with the way baseball is played today yep. without getting some strikeouts and just any swing and misses, period. He just can't miss the bat. And so I think the more difficult conversation is 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 Mize when he comes back, you know, we need to see more swings and misses. But the easy answer to that one would be Erod. Really, everybody except Scoobal could be the answer to that question um, mm. so far this season, in all honesty. Man, so much young talent, Scott. Uh, yeah. it, it, the, the, I think the future's bright in Detroit, man, and, and especially – this off season, you know, I I wanted to talk about, you know, what is it like for Detroit to go get a guy like Javi Baez in free agency, and then, and then bring a, a guy in, you know, off a trade like like Austin Meadows, man, two two big time guys, you know, what what is the organization feeling like about those guys? Yeah, so I, I, the Javi one was interesting because um, I think the reaction should have been a lot more positive than it was. Not that it was negative, like, oh my goodness, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. But I think people just really have their, like, believe the Correa train because yeah. we have age inch and everything. I think the fan base maybe took that and, and ran. It was like, if it's not Correa, <laughs> I don't want it at all. And, like, five of the best shortstops in baseball were all free agents at the same time this offseason. And... We had the worst shortstop production mm-hmm. by any metric you use. Offense, defense, anything you want to use. We had the worst shortstop situation in Major League Baseball last year. So, like, anything was going to be something. Um, and and Javi is a, a, an all-star caliber player. And so I, I think immediately it should have been a little bit more positive than it was. Mm-hmm. And very quickly that has become that it has gotten way more positive and the fan base has really embraced him a lot more because in all honesty without him we might be looking at a record similar to the reds like he has single-handedly yeah. <laughs> won us three to five baseball games this year mm-hmm. so it's, it's nice to see everybody realize like hey there are other shortstops that are good that can help us win that aren't named carlos correa um and as far as Meadows, I think that was a message sent to the whole fan base, really. That that uh, that trade actually happened while I was on air recording my, my show. It was wild. <laughs> um, but I, I think that that one really sent a message because it was right after Riley Green got hurt. Yeah. And it, it was a message sent that this team is trying to win. So I, I think... The, the bias trade was or signing was cool because we're getting you know an individual talent. We're getting a star guy who can win us a game by himself, mm-hmm. like he has several times already, just in the month of April alone. But the Meadows trade was was cool because it sign it was a message sent and, and it signified that this team is no longer actively trying to lose. Like yep. we just lost our a, a big part of our future. A, a starting outfielder that is going to be, uh, by my approximation, a star, and he gets hurt, and what do we do? We, we don't roll over and go, oh, like, we can afford to wait a year. We can mm-hmm. wait until he's healthy and just not do anything. No, we go out and get a 26-year-old all-star outfielder to replace him in the time being. So I, I think that both of them are, are very cool in their own right and uh, mostly just signifying that 
we're, we're actually trying to win again, which it's been a long time since we've been able to say that here. <laughs> Well, Scott, man, uh, you know, I know you guys have a plethora of young talent in that lineup, like a Spencer Torkelson and a Kill Badu and, and guys like that, man. Uh, who in that lineup needs to step up and, and start hitting the baseball and, and uh, so these Tigers can get on track? Because I know they've had uh, a big problem with scoring runs here lately. Yeah, the, the answer to that one is, is straight up everyone not named Javi Baez and Austin Meadows. I mean, it's it's been really rough. <laughs> it's honestly, it's been the reason that the team has gotten off such a slow start. The, mm-hmm. the bullpen has the best bullpen ERA in all of baseball right now. Mm-hmm. The starters, while they haven't been great, haven't really been putting us in situations to lose necessarily, for the most part. Uh, it's just the offense has been putrid, like horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean... We, we were looking through the lineup uh, the other day, and, like, almost half the lineup had sub-500 OPSs, and then, like, oh. remained, like it, I mean, it's really rough. So, I, I mean, genuinely, everyone, the pinpointing names, I mean, Badu has gotten off to a really slow start. Mm-hmm. He would be a guy to look at. Uh, Jonathan Scope mm-hmm. and, and Jamer Candelario are, like, the big two. Those yeah. two guys. Because... Early in the season, for the first two, three weeks of the season, they were our somewhere between two, three, and four hitters. Like the two of them were in that mix, like top four guys in this lineup, and would just it was just over day after day after day. And so, I, I think that most people point to those two as like this is the the signal of how rough this offense has been because how the lineup's constructed, they're supposed to be big-time hitters in this lineup and, and have just both gotten off to really, really brutal starts. Um, so I, I think if I had to pinpoint one or two, it would certainly be, I think most people's answers would be uh, Jamer and, and Scope. Man, Scott, uh, <laughs> one thing I want to ask you before I forget, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Man, is uh, the other night I was I was watching you guys and and I took the Tigers money line, okay, and it was absolutely gut wrenching. Um, Please tell me you didn't do it on the Twins night, man. Man, when when no way, no way you took Tigers money line the night that that Haas threw the ball. Man, I sat there, I sat there, and I text my brother and I said, "No way, this just happened," and. I said there is no way, and and he just texts me back laughing, and he said, "Dude, he said you put your money on the Tigers," and I said, "Dude, I mean, this is the worst beat of all time. I mean, yeah, that's that's a tough, that's a that's a really tough scene to uh to uh, of all games this year to have the Tigers disappoint you. That one is certainly at the top, man. Oh man." I I just just watching it, you know. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, like come on, and then and oh, 
when the when he threw it out into the outfield, I said, "No way!" Like this, this just didn't happen. Like, like it's yeah. That's and, and like the thing is, the defense has been another huge problem. Like the, our defense has been absolutely horrid, and I think I personally, it's a big debate within the fan base for some reason because everything has to be a debate these days. But um, Erod or Water Rodriguez, his yeah. starts are all, like, just horrid defense behind him. Constantly mm-hmm. errors. Like, in, in all of his starts, the, the runs and the earned runs are different in pretty much all of his starts so far this year. Like, just just terrible defense. And it's it can't make the pitchers' lives any easier. And, and, and you know, you, you can't afford to do that when you can't hit either. So that game was – everyone was very upset, rightfully so. And I think it was <laughs> – everybody's just tipping point of like, oh, like this defense is just as big of an issue as the offense right now. It's, it's really rough. And that was definitely the highlighted moment of that. Yeah, man, that was, that was a tough one to swallow. Uh, Scott, man, one thing I want to ask you is you, you talked uh, about a guy named Riley Green, man. Um, you know, like you said, a future star. Could you could you go a little bit more in depth on him and when he could possibly be coming back from this injury? Yeah, I mean, I think Riley Green has the highest ceiling in mm-hmm. the entire organization. Pitchers, hitters, every prospect we have, every player we have. I think he has like superstar potential. Truly, I, the dude is is unbelievable. Watching him in the minors. He is the definition of a five-tool athlete. He's mm. been giving uh, our, our teams in double-A and triple-A the last couple of years, uh, like, plus defense in center field while being unbelievably talented at the plate, like high average, high high home run and double total. Uh, like, kid has a little bit of wheels. Uh, that was, like, one of the knocks on him was, like, he's not fast. Like, he's not slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, he all around just – he, he he really is unbelievable, and I'm beyond excited hearing about the injury and and uh, and everything in spring and and learning then shortly thereafter that him and Torkelson were both supposed to be on the opening day roster, and then oh. because he hurt, they had to like change all the graphics and stuff to only have Torkelson on him for like getting called up. Like that was heartbreaking, oh. and so like it. it it's been, and I'm sure he's beyond frustrated. Like the kid's a baller; he just wants mm-hmm. to go out there and play. And um, I, I think, based on what I've heard from the injury, uh, is that rehab's going well. He's mm-hmm. not anywhere close to, to stepping on a, a baseball field as far as like a rehab assignment in the minors or anything goes. I think you're still probably looking what it's the beginning of May. I think you're probably still looking at, like, early June uh, at the earliest. Okay. Uh, I don't expect him back in May at all. But I, I think that maybe by the end of May you're talk, having a conversation about rehab assignments. Uh, they said that the bone that he did break mm-hmm. in his foot, uh, while all bones in the foot are important, which is why he's not playing, mm-hmm. the one that he did break is, like, like one of the better case scenarios like not not the total like end of the world and if it feels correctly it shouldn't be an issue like going forward just a freak thing like foul balls off the bat happen and 
Uh, that that's baseball. So it's disappointing, but still think that he, he's going to be better than everybody we have. And honestly, I, I think that his future could be one of the better players in, in the sport. Um, the, the fan base is just unbelievably excited for him to get healthy and back out there. But I still think we're probably about a month or so away. Well, that's 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 a good deal, though, man. I mean, thank God it wasn't wasn't you know too too bad. Um, man, I just think there's so much promise for the for the Tigers in, in, right here in this in this near future. I think that, that they could they could just blow the doors off the AL Central coming up here soon, man. Uh, especially in the next couple of years, uh, Scott, man. But one one guy I want to really talk about is a guy that uh, I grew up watching. Um, so passionate about baseball, and he's always played the game the right way, Scott. Uh, and I just remember when, you know, in the early 2000s and, uh, you know, uh, back when he was even with the Marlins, man, uh, and that's Miguel Cabrera. Uh, what does he mean to this city of Detroit? And uh, what was it? What was the feeling like when he got his 3,000th hit? Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, he really does mean everything. And, and I, I, I think that, for somebody, especially my generation, right? Like I said at the beginning, I'm 24, and we we acquired him from the Marlins mm-hmm. when I was nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I mean, I was in elementary school the last time Miguel Cabrera wasn't on my, my baseball team, and now yep. I can almost rent a car. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, a, it's a long, I've been here a long, long time. So, like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's he, he really is everything to, to a lot of people and like I said especially like the under 30 crowd I mean I mean we li- we grew up with the dude and mm-hmm. so it's 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 awesome to see him just hear him talk about you know like when he, even when he got his 3,000 hit and when he was leading up to it and stuff he was like I, you know like I really only care about winning at mm-hmm. this point in my career like I know what I've done individually. I, I just want to win a ring with the Detroit Tigers. Like his only ring is with the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just want to do that. So to to hear that is really nice. But I mean, there, there's been a couple of moments. Like he, he was interviewed a, a lot, obviously leading up to the three thousand hit thing. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that really got the attention of people is uh, Miguel Cabrera is, is the greatest Venezuelan-born baseball player ever. Right, mm-hmm. he has every single Venezuelan-born uh, offensive statistic. It, it, you know, it, it's all him, yeah. and it, it's fascinating that he addresses Detroit as his hometown now. Wow! He no longer says he's from that. Like he, he says uh, when he when he got three K, he said, "I wanted to do this in front of my hometown of Detroit." Like he, that's. That, that's how he refers to the city as, as my hometown. And so mm. I, I think that that the love and appreciation that we have for him is just really cool for a, a, a star like that who's going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's a, you know, not, not too many big stars pick Detroit in a lot of sports, mm-hmm. unless it's hockey, I guess. But like, <laughs> not, 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 a lot of, not a lot of big stars you know, pick and, and embrace Detroit like that. So I think that that's one of the, the bigger reasons that everyone's so appreciative of him too. Um, 
3,000. I had the I had the pleasure of being there. It was super cool. Oh, I was in Comerica for that, um, watching the game. I I got to go with my dad, so it was a super cool thing wow. to to see, you know, that that accomplishment and see 3,000 in person with my dad it was a super cool thing. Um, and it, I mean, it was awesome. Like everything about it was awesome. Yeah. Jose Iglesias being on the other team. Like for those who don't know, they're like best friends and yeah. our neighbors still. And so him getting 3000 and that Jose Iglesias in a Rockies Jersey, like running across the diamond and being the first person before anyone on our own <laughs> team gave him a hug or congratulated him. Like Jose Iglesias ran over and, you know, jump hugged him and, and was super excited. So like that was everything about it was, was, was perfect. I mean, we won like 13 to nothing that game too, which helped, um, Everything about it, everything about it was awesome. The chase was awesome. Leading up to it was great. The ballpark, the atmosphere. Every time he came up, the entire game, even after he got three K, he get a standing ovation. Hmm. It, it's just everything was was uh, was perfect. And uh, it's you know for non Tigers fans, it's probably like I don't, don't want to be you know mean, but like it's probably the last three thousand hit you're gonna see for a long time. There That's is no one really. Uh, close after we kind of had a run there with the last three or four years we've we've had several um and looking looking ahead there's no one really close so it it, it might be a while so i i hope that everybody even if you don't like or care about the tigers at least yeah. got to appreciate that because it's it's probably the last one for a minute yeah man i i think what who's the next closest person like maybe i i mean I know there's a couple older guys, but like they they were talking on MLB Network, like the next closest guy that could maybe do it, I think was like Altuve or something like on the projection yeah, on the projection and, line. And Manny Machado, yeah, to be that like most people think is maybe the next wave, and I mean those guys are still would still be eight ish, yeah, seven years away of remaining, uh, keeping up their hit totals that they've been doing as well, so. Yeah, it, it 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 might be it might be a while. Yeah, well, Altuve, man, when you know what's coming, it's kind of uh, it's a little <laughs> bit easier. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't get it. But uh, the, I have a, I have a pure hatred for the Astros, man. Uh, not a yeah. not a fan of everything that went down out there. And uh, yeah, but man, that that Miggy stuff, uh, just getting it to experience to experience it with your dad, man, that gave me chill bumps. Uh, because I know I have a passion of uh, Auburn baseball, football, basketball, man, and and I share that passion with my dad. So that that's pretty cool stuff, Scott. Um, one thing I do want to ask you though about the Miggy stuff is uh, what were your thoughts when when Aaron Boone walked Miguel Cabrera uh, as as he was approaching the plate for his three thousandth hit in that Yankees Tigers game? Yeah, it was a lot of booze. That was, that was my thoughts. Uh, look, like I, I there is, you, you can do both. You can understand and realize that in a pure baseball strategy way, what he did was the the correct baseball move. Mm-hmm. But also, like the dudes that like one hit away, and he's in front of the home crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, nobody's going to be happy. Those people all paid money to see Miguel Cabrera hit 3,000 hits, not to see you intentionally walk him. So, like, 
I think everybody's right. I think, yes, objectively, it was the right baseball decision to make. Uh, but at, at the same time, uh, I, I don't blame anybody for booing. I booed. I, 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 I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think, I think both sides can be true. Yeah, Scott, uh, so I'm sitting here watching it on TV, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm saying, like, Booney, walking, walking, all right? Just walking. Not, not. I wanted to see him get his 3,000th hit, but I wanted the internet to explode, all right? I was wanting Twitter to explode, man. I was like, walking, and as soon as you walk him, I'm getting on Twitter, and boy, I started scrolling and people were just, just, just bashing the Yankees. You know, they're like, it's April, man. Let the guy swing, you know. Uh, but, man, yeah, I, I loved it. And, and just oh, yeah. finally getting to, to see him, you know, eclipse 3,000 hits, man, that's awesome. And uh, the Hall of Fame career and his love for Detroit, man, is special. But, Scott, man, one last thing I want to ask you before I let you go. All right, I know you mentioned the NHL, all right? And and for all my listeners uh, down here in the South, the, the NHL in, in Alabama is – uh, it's not really a thing, right? But me and my um, two co-hosts, one is my brother and uh, our family friend, Dalton Garrett, man, uh, we we watch a lot of hockey. We uh, we gamble on a lot of hockey. Uh, Love it. We hammer, we hammer some overs, man. Uh, they, they will score uh, so quick, and we love watching it. Uh, um, Dalton and, and my brother, they went down to uh, Tampa two weeks ago, and they they actually watched the Lightning and the Maple Leafs uh, down there, and and just man, they they said that it was just badass. And uh, but I wanted to ask you before I let you out of here, man, um, who wins the the Stanley Cup this year? That is a phenomenal question, brother. <laughs> Look, like. For, for those who, who don't follow hockey, there is – I'm a baseball guy through and through. Yeah. Uh, I put baseball on a pedestal. It is, it is my my favorite – not only my favorite sport comfortably, but one of my favorite things on this planet. Yeah. There is nothing that will ever match hockey postseason. It Electric. is the greatest postseason on the planet, in my opinion – and I, the the fact that, like, just, just what, four or five years ago, the Predators made the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. They were the worst team. They were the 16th seed. They were the mm-hmm. worst team in hockey to make the postseason and, and made the playoffs. The Blues, just a couple of years ago, had, like, the worst record in hockey at the All-Star break and won the Stanley Cup. Like, there is just, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's nothing like the randomness and unpredictability of postseason hockey um this year first off we can eliminate all the canada teams not happening i refuse to believe that it's gonna happen until i see it with my own two eyes not even calgary no don't care uh it's literally to the point where until it happens i'm not gonna predict that i love it i love it now when it comes to the rest of the field i'm a big Florida Panthers guy this year. Okay. I think that that's a really good club. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of talent. They're young too. I mean, they could they could go on a run here and, and make a lot of uh, of deep playoff pushes. I, I like the Minnesota Wild. I cannot stand the St. Louis Blues. So they <laughs> might win it all, but you won't catch me saying they're going to. Oh um, God! 
I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I I might go with the in my bracket. I had the Panthers, so like, okay. I guess that's probably. I, I'm not going to pick Tampa Bay to three P or anything yeah. like that. I, I think I think I'm probably. I think I'm probably going to stick with my guns and stick with Florida. I think that that's. That's probably uh, that's probably what I'll do. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's good stuff. I know I know my brother and and my buddy Dalton Garrett, man. They're gonna love that. Uh, we we love watching. We're getting together Saturday, and there's some UFC fights, and we're gonna watch oh, some hockey. Yeah, UFC uh, too. I, this Saturday is that. Oh man. Oh man, that is a freaking stacked card. Uh, we can't wait, man. But, uh, Scott, man, you know, I, I, I appreciate you coming on. And, and before I let you get out of here, man, could you drop some Twitter handles and, and let my followers know where they can find you if they want to catch up on some Tigers baseball? Absolutely, yeah. My uh, my Twitter is at Bentley Scotty. Uh, Bentley mm-hmm. just spelled like the car and then Scotty with a Y. Uh, that's my, my personal Twitter. That's a lot of – a lot of nonsense, a lot of me talking about baseball in general, Tigers mm-hmm. baseball, obviously the Red Wings too, um, really just Detroit sports in general, but definitely a, a majority of it is Tigers baseball. Uh, the Locked on Tigers is, is my show, as uh, we talked about at the beginning. That Twitter is at Locked on Tigers. Um, Locked on Red Wings has a Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Uh, that is its own podcast as well. Uh yeah, I also write for a site called Diamond Digest, do type okay. stuff for them. Uh, I think that's everything I do. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot, uh, lot of stuff to, uh, to plug there. But yes, uh, if everything that I do is just in the, uh, in the bio of my, uh, of my personal Twitter. So at Bentley Scott, he can take you to everything. Well, that's awesome, Scott, man. Hey, I uh, I always ask every one of my guests, man, if, if you would be interested in coming back on, maybe maybe around the All-Star break, uh, we can recap the first half of the season for the Tigers, and we can even talk a little NHL and maybe a little second half of and see what the Tigers are, are looking like and see if they can make a little postseason push, man. How do you feel about that? Absolutely, man. I had a great time, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always down to talk ball, baby. Always down to talk ball. Yeah, we can we – can, uh, I'm more than happy to come back. That's awesome, Scott. Well, man, uh, have a great night, and, and we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. Works for me, you too, brother. All right, man. Wow, everybody. Scott Bentley from Locked On Tigers. Just just gave you, hey, how about the NHL action right there? Getting a little hyped up, a little UFC right there to end the episode. That, that was awesome, man. Scott Bentley, Locked On Tigers. I mean, just... What a guy. What a guy. Right? Great guy. Uh, love to have him on. I mean, hey, he broke down all the special talent the Tigers have, the young talent, uh, th- this pitching staff, man. I'm telling y'all, buy in on the Detroit Tigers because here in the near future, they are going to be special. I'm telling you, when they get fully healthy this year, they are going to be special. Look down the road for next year, possibly the next. They're going to be in the playoffs you, you don't have to believe me, but the Detroit Tigers are going to be there, people. I'm telling you, a lot of young talent on this roster, a lot. Spencer Torkelson, a future star. Like he talked about, Riley Green, a future star, okay? Look these guys up. If you don't pay attention to the Tigers, go follow Scott. Go listen to his podcast. I listen to his stuff throughout the week. I catch up on all of it. Man, great, great stuff. Hey, guys, thank you all for joining me. If you could... 
Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review. Whatever. Thank you all for tuning in. And until the next one, I'm out. I'll catch you all later. War Damn Eagle. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.